0: Well, Ulysses, things haven't changed all that much.
1: It's still October, and the Rays are still out of the playoffs. Yeah, (laughs) very succinct, very brief. We still have some other things to to dive into today. Uh, So let's get started right now. You are Locked on Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano.
0: And we are the host of the Locked on Rays podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked on Rays. You can also find us on the social medias, X and Instagram, and email us anytime. We always love those mailbag questions. Locked on Rays at gmail.com. Uh Ulysses, I imagine you spent much of the weekend not watching college football, not watching NFL football, but rather replaying the disaster that was Game One and Game Two of the Wild Card Series between the Rangers and the Rays, and maybe with uh, a tear or two coming out of your eye, watching the rest of the playoffs across baseball. Am I somewhat? On track with that uh, statement and sentiment,
1: pretty close, pretty close, man. It's especially when uh, you know you see you see these other fan bases still being able to cheer on their teams. And my goodness, Camden Yards looked amazing. They don't look amazing going zero and two. Um, so that that's good. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've always had this, and you know, you know this about me because we've talked about this endlessly. You know, in the last four years of this podcast, that when the playoffs are done and the Rays usually don't get past the first round if we if we're being completely honest 2019 our first year ALDS uh 2021 ALDS 2022 wild card 2023 wild card so except for one year we were out of the playoffs rather quickly so we've always gotten to have the discussion of who are you going to be rooting for next yes and my idea is always you know what I'm okay with the with the team that just beat my team to become the best team. So at least you could say, you know what? Lost to the winners. Lost to lost to a, a, a tank. Could Nothing could be done. And right now, during this weekend, I saw the Texas Rangers play and they look like a tank. Yeah,
0: that may very well happen. Especially if the young guys like Carter and Josh Young continue to be on a tear. Um, like I said, in the series against the Rays, if the Rangers play and perform an output like they did in those two games, they could make quite a run. And as we've learned, being Rays fans, it does not matter what you did in the regular season. Whether you won your division, whether you won 99 games, 100 games, whatever your record is at home, the playoffs are a different ballgame. And I think the Orioles fandom and fan base is experiencing that it's been a while since they've made the playoffs and I think they'll continue to make the playoffs year in and year out, but this could be the, we're just uh, stepping into waters here, just getting our feet wet. And then we'll be uh, hopefully back. Well, for them, not hopefully for the Rays, but that uh, they'll be back and better in future iterations. But uh, yeah, I, I, as of today, I would not be surprised if we see the Rangers uh, advance
1: quite far into the 2023 playoffs. No, no, they, they look they look pretty good. Uh but besides that, during the weekend I started to formulate some questions. You know, we, we said the first couple episodes last week were just venting, just getting it out of the, your system. Now if we want to look in in a deeper dive, we, we can do that. Um I've come up with four questions uh that I think we should focus in focus on as a fandom. And I'm inviting okay. everybody here. If you're watching on YouTube. Hit that like button right now. It's okay. You can you can hit that like button. Uh, nothing wrongs going to happen. Caminero is telling you to like it right now on YouTube. Um, so Caminero
0: that- is telling Kevin Cash to play me. Put me in the ball game right now. Let me bat lead off. Or bat second. Or bat third. Play the entirety of the game. At an infield position.
1: And uh, let me hunt. Let me eat. Juegame. Play me. Juega me. Anyway. Um, so hit that like button if you're on YouTube. And so I've come up with four questions. And if you're on YouTube, I want you to share if you have any head scratching moves or non-moves that you found in both game one and game two that I'm that I may not talk about right now. Uh so yes. my four questions are these. and right now I don't have a big answer for all of them, maybe for one of them for sure, but okay. Uh, my four questions are, are are these. Why the long leash with both Tyler Glass now and Zach Geflin? I went on a uh, treasure trove hunt, basically, during the weekend. And I went on through all of Zach Geflin's game logs. Mm-hmm. I had the time, I guess. And uh, I found a game against the Marlins. On July 26, where he went four innings, Zach Eflin, allowing five runs, one walk, three Ks. Okay. That is very, very similar to a line that he put up not less than a week ago against the Texas Rangers, where he went five innings, eight hits allowed, four, uh, five runs, four earned. And uh, two walks. My big thing with this it's that when you look at the big meaty line of five runs allowed and seven hits uh, allowed, the big thing is that when this happened to him in July, Kevin, he had fifty three pitches, and you, and Kevin Cash pulled him in the fourth inning. Why? Oh, why? Did Zach Eflin have to start the fifth? He did not have to start the fifth. He had just allowed four runs, and when you look at the at the total pitches that Eflin uh, actually uh, pitched on that game two was seventy five. So twenty two more pitches than that game in July before. Hey, guess what? We we gotta we're going with somebody else why give him the extra 22 pitches in game 2 when you're facing elimination but in July 26 against the Miami Marlins he goes you know what we've seen enough buddy let's 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 give somebody else a try and by the way if you're telling me well maybe the score was different you know what yeah the score was different the rays were losing 5 to 1 hmm that seems Oddly like a four run lead for the other team. Like the mm-hmm. Rangers had a 4-0 lead against the Tampa Bay Rays. So my first thing is, okay, why the long leash? All right, we'll get to your other questions because you have three more questions
0: to get to. And I am curious to see what uh, the people on Facebook and social media have to say. I just find it funny, not wrong, but funny that for years and years and years, we've been complaining about the Rays removing their starters and taking them out prematurely. And now we're complaining about leaving them in too long. And also we have to consider the circumstances and everything tied to that, but maybe uh, just playing devil's advocate. The idea or the thought is Zach Eflin, Tyler Glass now, uh, no matter what they did in the past sunk cost, they still have the stuff. They still have the mentality to get right and push through and follow through on that next inning or two or two-thirds of an inning, whatever it may be.
1: The for the first, I will say maybe uh Stockholm syndrome. I think now we've 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 heard so much from race officials <laughs> about uh three times through the order and all that that now we've yes. we've bought into it. And we're now we're like, hey, which hey, isn't wrong, by the way. The three times no, through the true. order
0: does have some merit, true. does have a lot. Of merit, um, yeah. I would say for most starters. I would say for Tyler Glassnow and Zach Eflin, maybe not so much. Uh, all things being equal,
1: right? Yeah. So uh, maybe Stockholm Syndrome would be my cheeky answer for the second one. Look, I again, I applaud everything that Tyler Glass now and Zach Eflin did for the the season. I just think that when your back is against the wall and you're facing elimination. You might just need to push some buttons because as a front office and as a coaching staff, you are not in charge of how the players are performing on the field. That's on them, but you can push buttons. You can say, okay, I've seen enough. Yeah. Let's see the next guy in there. That's their job. That's, that's, that's why they're getting paid. That is true. All right. We have more
0: to discuss, but we have to tell you this. Uh, Game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total. Upfront, front, so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. Man, we know the Rays and other teams like to sneak in those hidden field, uh, fees. You don't have to deal with that with game time, thankfully. And uh, even better, you can buy tickets in seconds with two taps. Also with game time, they're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. They have deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. And even... An hour after it starts, it is the place to find last minute ticket deals. So here's what you need to do. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use code LOCKEDONMLB, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-M-L-B for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONMLB. I'll spell it out one more time. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-M-L-B for $20 off off download download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed all right ulysses that's your first question posed out there for the listeners what's uh questions two three and eventually four
1: uh now i do need uh people's i I like your responses kevin okay uh put yours on on the locked on uh raise video youtube comments as well uh we want the if you have answers for these, cool. If you have any other questions that you want us to get uh, you know, deep dive into, sure. But that was the biggest deep dive I did. The next okay. three are more like um Bueller question Bueller, rhetorical. Real, one. real quick question for you. Yeah. Would you have
0: rather in that situation have Zach Aflin or Colin Pochet or Tyler Glass now or Chris Davinsky? Do you also, and maybe this is one of your questions questioning who the Ray is
1: replaced. Oh,
0: oh okay. my gosh, am I a oh.
1: mind reader here? <laughs> How do you know me so well? Question number two okay. Why was there no usage of your two best high leverage arms in the stable, like Robert Stevenson and Pete? Fairbanks throughout the whole season we've been going through this roller coaster of oh the bullpen is okay mediocre wait the bullpen is horrible we've never seen a bullpen so bad oh my god wait are they getting better yep they are the best in baseball once again woohoo let's not use the two best high leverage arms at all what was that what was that um two zero game men on first and second why the long leash on glass now? I didn't do the deep dive to do like a Zach Eflin comparison there, but I could do that. Um, and I'm sure that I'm going to find a, another game like I did with Zach Eflin. Um, no Robert Stevenson. No Pete Fairbanks. These guys that made your eighth and ninth inning look so locked down for the last two months of the season. You know Pete Fairbanks having a, a blow up. I think actually one game that we went <laughs> to close out the season, Fairbanks you know, oh yeah, um, That's had right. a little blow up. But other than that, I mean the guy was nails, and Stevenson was nails with the race. So you just completely negated them. The mound. Uh, and I, I understand like people that are going to be a little more PC than than me. Like, you know, our our buddy Evan Klosky is going to say something like, well, it wasn't their lane. You know, well, they're, they're, you don't want to burn them in the sixth inning, which to me, I would say, well, they burned Nick Anderson, who was the best pitcher the Rays ever saw in their bullpen yeah. in 2020, in 2019, the sixth, seventh inning sometimes. Right. So you can't do that to me. Uh, So that's question number two. Okay. That's a good question. And um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things.
0: Best of three. It's not, I would more so understand it of being maybe hesitant in a best of seven, but best of three, you got to roll out anything and everything to advance to the next round, to the next juncture. And clearly we did not see that. And I wonder if at some point, I mean, if this continues to be an issue, have the Rays ever used an opener in the playoffs? I'm I'm just throwing ideas out there. Maybe just get really cute and creative and really throw
1: the opposition for a loop. I mean, what's
0: so bad about, you know, having Sean Armstrong start the game?
1: AL ALDS game five, 2020. Tyler Glass now opens, quote unquote, and he just faces – the first nine, and he did great. But yeah, he he was like on a pitch limit because he was going on three days rest or whatever. But he did right. great. It was like two or three innings. So that's the best like, open I can find. We here. we
0: may kind of see that next season, depending on the rehabs of Jeffrey Spring and or uh, Drew Rasmussen.
1: Yeah, very true. So, very all right, true. good
0: uh, good second question question uh, numero Trace. What do numero you got?
1: Trace, why did Manuel Margot not get pinch hit for a? lefty hitting player like Jonathan Aranda in game two with a rally brewing against Jose Lake Clark, who is a right-handed pitcher. I mean, you, you had the opportunity there to just push the last button. I know I'm not saying Jonathan Aranda was going to pull a three run Homer out of his butt. Yeah. Even though the guy did have a grand slam like less than a week before that. Uh, But that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, you have options. You are the manager. Why are you not pushing the buttons? Guess what? If Jonathan Aranda strikes out and you lose the game, Jonathan Aranda doesn't have to play center field. You lost the game. You're going home. Right. Oh, he pulls something out of his butt and, 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 and now you're, you're all the way tied. Hey, guess what? Let's rejoice for a little bit because it worked and then figure that out. <laughs> you can't just like do non-moves because like, Oh, I don't know what's going to happen. What's going to happen is we're all going to be happy that you pulled that trigger. And then we're going to have to be like, well, that's, that's the burn. That's right. the burn. You got to figure it out. Uh, although I'm sure that you did have Jose Siri in the bench to play center field. So don't come at me. Uh, so that's, that's okay. question number three. Understandable. I guess playing devil's advocate
0: once again is Manny Margot. We know the, experience that he brings to the table particularly in the playoffs moreover the last couple of weeks he's been one of the the most consistent reliable hitters on the rays how many multi game hits has he had you know he's really been performing out of his shoes when he's not out there playing defense in center field so you could also add that factor of we're just riding the hot hand out here. And and who knows what he can do with that third, fourth at bat, whatever it may be compared to a guy. How, how often does Jonathan Aranda come off the bench cold and hit when he hasn't been playing all game? It's that's a a different mentality and a different focus as well.
1: Not a lot, not a lot. Um, and again, I I know Neil Solon likes to say, well, you know, you can't do coaching, um, questions uh, after the fact, I was yelling at this uh, during left field by the way and people that sat in section 147 they were kind of annoyed but I was I was saying Jonathan Aranda not Marco There is a there is a recording of you on Barstool Sports
0: somewhere
1: <laughs> somewhere right somewhere somebody got that video um It's
0: time stamped which inning which pitch
1: yeah. <laughs> it's it's right there there's no after the fact BS yeah, Not, I don't, uh, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like the after the fact. I'd say it at the time, but uh, so yeah, that's the one that that's number three. Um, although gosh, do you remember that swing that that he s- s- struck out on? Maybe oh, Margot, Margo,
0: the last at bat of the day. Yeah, yeah that, that was that's really the amazing.
1: one like I would have liked that, to that, that was a to Brandon Lau
0: playoffs uh swing, quite yeah. frankly, or a Brandon yeah. Lau slump swing.
1: God, I mean, the
0: worst swings in baseball. Occur to Brandon Lau when he's mid slump and very apropos for Manny Margot, uh, except just from the right side, that's the and, only difference.
1: And that Jonathan Randa couldn't have swung at that ball because he would have hit him, yeah, that's true. Um, okay, and question and, and maybe that's
0: something going forward is you need to get these guys prepped and ready to, to come off the bench if you're going to make so many maneuvers and switches and righty for lefty, lefty for righty late inning substitutions maybe that's a mentality thing of hey you got to be prepared and ready for this as well going
1: which they are they're the rays they do this all the time you know what i was looking at (laughs) this is how deep i got into it kevin i went to game log number one of the 2023 season the rays are winning one zero and guess what kevin cash pushes button he, mm. he went for Hale Ramirez for, for the pinch hit. He went to Luke Grayley for the pinch hit. They both got single uh, RBI knocks. Like, he was making moves in the sixth inning. Why was this man just sleep at the wheel for game one and game two? Just mm. completely comatose, it seemed, that Kevin uh, Cash was there. But whatever. Number four. Kevin Cash was asleep
0: at the wheel. And had a Kevin crash moment (laughs) sleeping (laughs) at
1: the wheel leads to crashes folks. That's my PSA. Exactly. I like this. I like this. Um, and number four, I've, 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 who am I, who haven't I talked to that? I'm going to talk to about next Kevin. Peter Fairbanks. No,
0: (laughs) I think I know where you're going with this one. Uh, Exactly. Let me guess. Yes. Somewhere, some way, somehow Taylor walls is mentioned in this
1: statement. Number four. Did Taylor Walls need to start both games at shortstop? I don't think so because he has, and this is the most politically correct I can say this. He has less than average stats against right-handed pitching. By the way, Nate Yovaldi, big right-hander. In game two, Taylor Walls hits against against righties. A, wa- a whopping 179 batting average in a whopping 72 wrc plus for those of you not uh f- familiar with wrc plus 100 is average 72 means he's 28 yeah. points below average
0: i'm glad you brought that up because that is those are his numbers in totality against righties. It's not his numbers against aces or number twos or number threes or high leverage relievers. That's across the board. That's median. So when you, I know that Ivaldi had been struggling of late before the playoff outing, but I feel like that uh, exacerbates itself to another level when you bring a guy
1: of of Nate Eovaldi or some other strong righties caliber to the plate. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Very well put. So these numbers should go down even further when he's facing righties that are not Jose Le Clark. Right. You know. Um, so it's Neo Valdi. So that's my fourth question. I don't understand. if you want to sell me on hey, he's got really good stats against against lefties, man. You gotta get okay, fine. I'll buy it. I'll bite. I won't like it. It's like when somebody puts mushrooms in my food. I am I'm, I'm not ugh. It's on a pizza. You it's can live it. with it, but it's I'll definitely it. not your first choice. Yeah, I'll eat it. Whatever. Yeah. Um, I am not eating Taylor Walls against righties. No, you take that back. I'm going full Karen mode on this. No, I need to talk to the manager. Literally, let me talk to the manager. I am having this. And I'm not having this. I'm not having this discussion that the proprietary uh, database is saying that Taylor Walls is a god with the glove, so you can put... It's overall value. Overall value matters. Not just like, oh, he's really good at this one thing. No, 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 no. Your back is against the wall. Your team is having an awful time putting runs together. This man is not going to help you do that. (laughs) Push buttons. And in the fifth inning, he could have very well... um, uh pinch hit for him. He did not grounds into a double play and that's it. Um, One question
0: I do have maybe that lends some insight into Taylor walls uh, sticking around in that at bat in the game. And I know it's not used as often as it has been in previous iterations, but bunting ability, Wh- what is his percentile bunting ability? Because maybe that's a reason of, We got to find some situation where we can lay one down, drop one down, and maybe have a a Hail Mary of a shot of legging one out with a a really solid bunt down the first base or third base line. So I would just like to know. I would just be curious who are the most um, potent
1: or or strong bunters on the team. I, I don't know that
0: off the top of my head.
1: I just looked it up. I rem- let's remember that Taylor Wells' first year in the league was 2021. So this is his third year. Can you guess how many sacrifice bunts are in his baseball reference sheet in front of Five. him? Close. Four. Okay, not bad. Not bad. For 2023, right? Like, yeah. Before, this would be laughable. They're like, right. this guy doesn't bunt." 2023, you're like, oh, okay. He's laying that a couple down. All right, I can see that. Um. So there is a, a possibility for this. Um I'm just trying to <laughs> grasp at straws here.
0: You know. And I like this. But he, he didn't show trying... bunt, did he? I, I don't recall him
1: showing bunt. Like I don't a... remember showing him bunt. But I'll, again, I was pretty lit. But there's the option. If
0: we hey, we got a guy who can at least maybe lay one down.
1: And, and you know what? They did that last year, and then they were like, Isaac Paredes, lead, co-lead uh, uh, home run team uh, lead? No, no, no. Step back. We're going to put Taylor Walls here. He's going to show bunt, screw that up, and then we're going to try to swing with Vidal Brujan at first. He's going to strike out, and thankfully Vidal Bruhan's going to steal second. There we go. <sighs> anyway, those are my four questions. Um, I, have, I have a fifth for you. I have a fifth question. Before you give me the fifth question, okay? I think – my the umbrella for these four questions are I hate Kevin Cash. Is that what is that the umbrella?
0: Is that the uh TLDR version? Yeah, it's
1: like uh I just need I need these questions to be asked to Kate to Kevin Cash. Why are these questions not being asked to Kevin Cash? I don't I know that if you're a reporter, a journalist, you know, you you, you, you might not think like a fan, but these are questions that are not like out off the wall. Like these have merit. These have thought put into it. Like these have stats yeah. next to them. You know, I, I would really like to see these being answered by Kevin Cashin in the race, race conference. I, I didn't see one of them being answered.
0: Yeah, I'll have to. I. Have not gotten a chance to, and we didn't even have a chance to discuss the Rays press conference. That might be something we do later on this week. Some uh, good li- little uh, nuggets that came yeah. out of that. But my fifth question here uh, mm-hmm. with all that that has been said over the last 26 plus minutes, uh, Kevin Cash is signed with the Rays through the 2024 season. He has a team option in 2025. There's been speculation. Uh, That, well, not speculation, but I guess Terry Francona with the Guardians wants Kevin Cash to replace him someday. So I will ask you, Ulysses, A, will Kevin Cash be the Rays manager in 2025? B, will he be the Rays manager when Publix Park opens up in 2028?
1: (laughs) Uh for the first one yes, he will be the the race manager in 2025. I think okay. that they they get that done um because of the option. Public spark look, you can be every good manager has a shelf life. Nobody wants to hear it on Twitter if they have a Kevin Cash cape that they go to battle for this man. every every manager has a shelf life. Just like this happens in every sport, just like in yeah. governments, just like, you know, the voice gets tired.
0: The You, the, you the, need
1: a fresh voice, fresh perspective. The, the shenanigans, the gets stale on the shenanigans get stale. The shenanigans get stale. Ask people if at the end in 2014, people were still like all about the Joe Madden antics. Nah, they were like, mm-hmm. dude, can we can we please not have snakes in the yeah. clubhouse? I don't can we not dress up like furries? Can we just play baseball? Can we just play baseball, bro? Why am I in pajamas right now? Like, come on, Joe, what are we doing here? Um, Look, I think Kevin Cash is is a great regular regular season manager. He's shown that he's one of the best in the business. He hasn't shown me particularly. Maybe he's shown that to you, Kevin. Maybe he's shown that to other race fans. He hasn't shown it to me that he's a great postseason manager. I literally just have four questions uh, that why Um, like Snell. (laughs) Oh, God, let's not open that, 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 that old uh, uh, thing. Um, Look, I. I think ultimately he's going to leave and that could be after 2025.
0: Mm. Uh, Could happen. Um I would say if he left he would find another opportunity be it with the Guardians or another organization. Let's also remember man he's probably going to be in it for the long haul as he's just 45 years old. He's got some some time left.
1: If he if he manages the Rays in 2025 that'll be 11 seasons as manager. That's way longer mm-hmm. than, than Joe Madden, by the way. Uh longest tenured Rays manager and that's that's a long time i mean what are we are we saying that kevin catch is going to be the next mike show associate he could be he could be i don't yeah. know
0: uh the manager for publix park or for the rays when they open publix park in 2028 is morgan Ensberg. oh that's could good. be. that's good could be He's well-liked. He's a fast riser. All right. Um, good stuff. I am really curious to see what people say about all of this. In the meantime, hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you tomorrow.